your work week is over. Kick back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Last Word here on 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. My name is Jeffrey Gorman. I am joined this week filling in for the host of normally The Last Word, Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts. We have Casey Vallier. Casey Valier. I like it. Look at that. We got a cheering section for you today, Coach. (laughs) I'm just saying, we have a lot of news to go over. Obviously, some new additions in the Colts camp. The owners' meetings that happened a few days back down in West Palm Beach, Florida at the Breakers. We're going to hear from Frank Reich. Jim Irsay did some talking. Obviously, Chris Ballard as well talked to the press. But the news is a little bit before that, the Colts got their quarterback. But, Casey, here it is their fifth quarterback in five years that will be starting the 20. 22 season Matt Ryan the veteran the leader uh, the guy who uh, you know who's in charge when he walks into the buildings at 13 years of doing this and Casey he's the type of guy that was the best player in Pop Warner he was the best player at high school he was the best player in college he won an MVP in the NFL he knows this position I know we've talked about this before as how important the quarterback position is in the NFL but boy oh boy do we have a good one here and I'm just saying making chicken salad out of chicken caca sometimes is what you have to do in the NFL and the Colts didn't have their arms around a quarterback after releasing or excuse me trading Carson Wentz to the commanders but they finally got one when a, a small window opened up with the Deshaun Watson potential trade to Atlanta where they were saying hey Matt Ryan got a big dose of reality there it says hey if this cat comes in I'm looking for work and I think that Casey opened the door for other teams obviously the Colts to contact Matt Ryan and his representatives and say hey if we can work out a trade for you, would you come here and sling the pigskin around? Absolutely. I mean, we saw that on the, the first episode of With the Next Pick that just started this week. And I mean, Chris Ballard was, you know, very candid. He said, you know, honestly, there was a little bit of luck involved. And, and that's that's kind of what it takes sometimes. you got to be kind of in the right place at the right time. But one of the things we've kind of emphasized, you know, throughout this entire process is Chris Ballard's motto is, you know, stay patient. There's no need to make knee-jerk decisions right now and just be patient during oh, free agency. Oh, Casey, tell that guy. to the fan base. Casey, oh, tell, tell that to. to the fan base. <laughs> They want anybody who comes right. available, including the Julio Joneses of the world, to say he would work here. Get him in exactly. here. Get him in here quick. It just doesn't work. I know I sound like a stick in the mud, but it literally isn't fantasy football when you're playing with contracts, veterans, where they fit in the locker room, etc. I think that's the key. It's all about fit in the NFL. I mean, you, yeah, maybe the Colts haven't won X amount of Super Bowls like the Rams or whatever recently, but if you look at the success the Colts have had over the last decade or so, part of that is because they get the right guys inside the building, and that's what Chris Ballard does. He does his due diligence. He checks. He makes sure these guys are going to fit. He better. And I think, yeah. and I think if, if you were taking a poll of everybody in this building, I know for sure, and you said, how does Matt Ryan fit into this locker room? I would say he's the best choice of anybody that not even was available best choice of anybody out there because everybody that has talked to Matt Ryan I mean from you know the PR staff all the way down to the cafeteria ladies they're all like this guy is perfect so I think it is a perfect slam dunk that they have done here with Matt Ryan absolutely everybody talking about where are the weapons where are Matt Ryan's weapons you know what I'm saying we got Zach Pascal he 
he's out in Philadelphia now with Nick Sariani, and it's been a hot button topic with the uh, the talking heads and national here and local as well. He doesn't have enough weapons to catch the football. Uh, Frank Reich earlier mentioned this week he likes Paris Campbell, he likes what Michael Strawn, Desmond Patman, Ashton Doolin, even Kiki Cutie. Case and people are saying we need bigger. We need to. Hey, don't worry. There's a wide receiver heavy draft that's coming out. Stars are going to be made each NFL draft. Hopefully it's this year. They will get some help at the wide receiver position. But here's what we talked a little bit about last year. The quarterback's best friend. Let's hope it is this year. And I'm talking about Naeem Hines in the backfield. Get him more involved in the offense. Do and We talked about it last year with Carson Wentz. I said, hey, big year for Naeem Hines. He's going to be a safety net for this offense. A guy that you can go to and get positive yards. Case, Naeem Hines this year with Matt Ryan. Uh, a lot more touches than last year. What kind of gadget player? Or not gadget. I don't want to say that. He right. doesn't turn into gadget a gadget player. player. Yeah. No, 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 no gadget players. The guys run from the I formation with a fullback in front of him in yes. this offense. He's been not s- split out wide. He's been split out in the slot. He's a jack of all trades. Do you like Naeem Hines in the Matt Ryan matchup? Absolutely. I love the fact that we're probably going to see him a little bit more in the slot. That's one of the things they've talked about, and that's one of the things that I think everybody would agree. Just getting him the football, as many touches as possible, because you know the way, one of the ways to look at it, you know, he's a running back. That's what position he plays, but you look at the other guy on the, on the, in that backfield, and it's Jonathan Taylor. You don't want to take anything away from Jonathan Taylor. So I think the Colts offense understands, hey, we succeed when they both touch the ball a handful of times. But you don't want to get rid of some of the carries here. So, therefore, I think putting him in the slot and letting him utilize different areas of the football field is going to be key. I'm I'm really excited about the idea of Matt Ryan, who, if you look at his career, he has made running backs a big part of the offense. I mean, you look at any of Matt Ryan's Falcons-led offenses – you can always name a couple of their running backs in those teams. I mean, those teams in the, in the Super Bowl, I mean, Devontae Freeman made a name because Matt Ryan was under center. So there's some guys that I'm really looking forward to seeing how Naeem Hines can kind of capsulate into that because I think, you know, him in the slot, that gives you, you're looking at weapons and who's a receiver. That's another weapon that, you know, wasn't highly utilized last year that can definitely be taken to a different level this year. And let's just look at it. Let's say you have those three weapons on the field at once. You've got Pittman, you've got Hines, and you've got Taylor. Defensive coordinators are a little fearful of those three right there. I mean, do you need to have seven? I don't think so. I think if you have those three, then those other pieces really start to form. Absolutely. And Casey, don't forget the last word brought to you by our friends here at uh, FanDuel, the sports book, one of the biggest in the world. Download the app today and make every moment more. I don't know if you've heard this breaking news. We welcome back the Colts Draft Series with the next pick, the first episode of the fourth year of this series. It's available at Colts.com, Colts mobile app. The next three episodes available on April 13th, April 27th, and May the 4th. And tip of the cap to Dave Knickerbocker and his staff. That is one of the best series on the web right now with the next pick getting you ready for the Colts draft and don't forget April the 28th the NFL draft is here coming up we're going to hear from Frank Reich he sat down with J.J. Stankovitz at the owners meetings in West Palm Beach him and uh, J.J. talked about Matt Ryan being the best in the biggest moments what it means to wear the horseshoe for Matt Ryan what his first impressions are of the head coach Frank Reich and getting to work because Matt Ryan is ready to win Colts got a good one don't go anywhere we're going to hear from Frank Reich after this on The Last Word, 93.5-1075, The Fan. Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Indianapolis Colts from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. 
Yes, indeed. Welcome back to Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. And don't forget, download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts. Don't forget, we found out earlier from Jim Irsay that Tarek Glenn, the big man, he's going to be inducted in the Colts Ring of Honor shortly after the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies for both Peyton and Edger and James. Myself and Bill Brooks recently, we had a chance to catch up with Tarek for an alumni podcast talk about what it means to wear the horseshoe and hopefully to go up in that ring of honor he talked about it well that dream is coming true that's available now anywhere you get your Colts audio okay also inside the draft return with our own Casey Vallier talking with Charlie Campbell who is an NFL draft analyst for WalterFootball.com let's stop right there for a second Casey I love Charlie Campbell I love talking to Charlie Campbell I love talking about the draft with Charlie Campbell how come I wasn't invited on that interview (laughs) well I honestly I didn't, know you, I didn't know you were available. You know, you, right, you're a pretty busy enough. guy here, Jeffrey. You've been all over the globe. <laughs> so, you know, getting a hold of you, we know that we can pencil you in for Friday. So that's about all we've asked. <laughs> if it's Charlie Campbell, I don't care what I'm doing. I'll oh, drop well, everything, man. Next time. I told him we'll hey. talk to him after the draft. We can recap everything. So, hey, check those podcasts favorites. out. Absolutely. Check those podcasts out right now on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network. Anywhere you download your podcast, you want Colts news, we have it for you. Okay, a few days back, J.J. Stank. Colts.com senior writer. He cut up with Colts head coach Frank Reich at those owners' meetings down in Florida. JJ asked Frank about the type of guy the Colts are getting on and off the field with a guy like Matt Ryan. The kind of player that we're looking for. Great football character, right? Toughness, tenacious toughness. Like, love to play football, love to practice. Here's a guy, 14 year career, missed very few snaps. This guy loves to play, he loves to practice. Um, you know, secondly, he's just been a model of consistency over those years and then he's also shown you know that he has what it takes that kind of person who the moment's never too big you know he can he can be at his best in the biggest moments in those big moments you know he's I believe sixth all time in game winning drives that's something you mentioned earlier today that that ability to to come up with those plays when your team needs it the most to just kind of go get a bucket if you will that's something that to have that in a quarterback has got to make your life a little bit easier as a head coach when you get in those those big situations there's no doubt you want to try to when you get in those situations you're you're typically you're going to go to your go-to stuff mm-hmm. and when you go to your go-to stuff you, the plays your pass concepts the run whatever it is the play action stuff the just the drop back stuff and you, you just you need that quarterback to, to direct the ship and then somewhere along there you got to make a big time play um, that's what you see year in and year out that's what this guy's that's what Matt has done his whole career. You mentioned the, the games that he's missed, only three of them in his entire career. And he's someone who, who talked to us about, you know, the, the, the dedication he has to taking care of his body, to sleep, to recovery, to all these things. For him to play 14 years and to have that track record, how does that benefit him as you now look at the kind of quarterback he is as he enters his late 30s? Yeah, I mean, that even though he's played that much football because of the care that he's taken in himself, you don't, you don't see any diminishing physical skills. I mean, that just shows up on the tape. You know, even, I mean, right, Matt's not a guy who scrambles around a lot, but even when he does, you can see he can still move. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just stationary in the pocket. He, right. can, he can extend plays, eyes down the field, and make big plays. I wanted to ask you about that, too, because something I noticed when I watched some of his tape was that, he, yeah, he may not be the 
the most mobile quarterback, like you think of a mobile quarterback, but he can move in the pocket. And it's something that, I, you know, I remember talking to DeForest Buckner about Tom Brady in, in kind of a similar vein in that, you know, he's not going to take off and run all the time, but he knows how to move in the pocket and he knows how to avoid pressure. Is that something you see with him as well? Yeah, there's no doubt. And and as you said, JJ, there are those kind of movements. There's the little shuffle here, shuffle there, or, hey, step up in the pocket, move to the right, step up in the pocket, move to the left. And then occasionally, you know, he still does have that little bit yeah. in him. You know, he's not looking to run or he's not looking to, you know, make that kind of a play. But there, there's still some juice left in those legs. It, as you've got to know him and just the, the conversations you had with him, whether it was on that Zoom, just having him come into the building, having his son give you the biggest high five I've ever seen anyone give, just the, the kind of personality and the, the willingness to learn that he has, how does that kind of mesh with your philosophy and Marcus Brady's philosophy on this coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, it's tremendous because, you know, we're so collaborative. You know, we're so collaborative. You know, we, we definitely have a set offense that we want to run with ideas and schemes and how we've envisioned it to be. But we always leave room to adapt to the players uh, that we have and particularly the quarterback we have. So to get a guy like Matt in, in the room and talk it through and hash it out, to find the tweaks, the points of emphasis that we want to have is a big deal. What, what are you excited to learn from him, you know, from his experience over, you know, a decade and a half in the NFL? Yeah, uh, one of the things is, you know, what are his go-to plays? You know, like when it, all those game-winning drives, you know, yep. to go back and watch some of those with him. You know, go watch all those game-winning drives. Tell me what you were thinking. Tell me about these plays um, so that when we get in those same moments, right, it would be foolish of me to, you know, we might die a few new things up, but you know we might. It might be a little mix of both. You know, they'll take a little bit of the old with a little bit of the new. Just generally speaking, when when you're bringing in a new quarterback, how how much of the offense is similar to what you know every other team around the league runs, and then what's the percentage of the of stuff that's different? Whether it's language, it's you know route depth, just certain little things like that. Yeah, the language can be pretty different. Um, but it's kind of all related, yeah. you know, it's kind of all related, you know, and the way you call formations and stuff like that. And and it's all systematized. So, you know, Matt, right, has been 14 years at one spot. But as he's told us, he's had three or four different coordinators. So he's probably had exposure. In fact, I know he's had some exposure to some things that we do. So that makes for a quick translation, transition where you can translate that stuff in your mind and put it into categories. And then uh, you, you learn it that much quicker. So what is the, the OT? process look like then when you get him and you can actually get on the grass with a ball with him in a couple of weeks months I guess yeah I mean in phase one right the coaches can't be out in the field so the first two weeks it's just meeting time with them and that that's very valuable time you know we'll have a couple of weeks of just meeting time but then during that meeting time hey he'll be out in the field with the players mm -hmm. and directed by himself um, throwing not overdoing it but just kind of getting initial work with those guys and then we'll have a couple of weeks of that then we'll get into phase two. Now the coaches can get out there. We can watch it, and everything will be on film. Again, talking it all through is very valuable. So let's, let's move on to another piece of news that happened today. John Fox being brought on as a senior defensive assistant, a guy with 40 years of coaching experience, coached a number of top defenses in the NFL. Just what are, what are you and Gus looking forward to what John can bring into the building? Yeah, just his experience. Um, you know, hey, Gus hired Gus to bring the system that he's run and kind of perfected and excited about that. But as we've talked about, about it, you, you, you're always trying to stay one step ahead, you know, and 
you know, John Fox has just done that. He's done it at a high level for a long time. And so, and it's been differently than what Gus has done. So, you know, this will be, you know, John not coming in and teaching us his defense. This is, hey, you come in and learn Gus's defense and, and, and do what we do. But now, hey, let's use that vast experience that you have for a few tweaks here or an idea there. Is, is part of staying one step ahead sometimes being able to pull from stuff in the past? You know, with, with John Fox, some of the defenses that he kind of helped pioneer back in the 90s with the New York Giants, to be able to kind of pull from some of that information to now apply to now, is that something that can happen there? Yeah, there's no doubt you want to pull on that kind of experience. In particular, in particular, you want to pull on that kind of experience. Hey, we're in the AFC. Everyone's talking about it. All these great quarterbacks are in the AFC. So, you know, he's gone up against a lot of great quarterbacks in his time. That's that's a big part of this. You know what I mean? That's a big part of this. So kind of just adding that element of experience so that on defense, you know, we got, you know, we got Gus Bradley, right? He's he's the cornerstone. He's the coordinator. And we got Richard Smith, who's been around the block a few times. You know, he's he's play, he's seen coached a lot of football. Uh, Ron Miles in the secondary. A lot of, now you get John Fox, and you know, for us to go where we want to go and be the team, I really want us. I, I believe that we have the personnel on defense. You know, we're we're right at that top ten deal. You know, just to continue to ascend as a defense can be a can be a big thing for us. And the, another big personnel addition on that side of the ball, unique and Gakwe coming in from the Las Vegas Raiders. What what stands out about Yannick on tape and the kind of player that he is? Just It's just proven production, you know, both with sacks but with hurries and affect the quarterback, affect the quarterback. Um, you know, he's been a playmaker. That's been proven. Um, you know, he's hard to block. He's got that combination of speed and bend around the edge. Um, an experienced, savvy player. You know, you talk to him, and I always love this. It's no, never a surprise, but you talk to these good players, and you, it takes about one minute to figure out, oh, this guy's really smart. Uh-huh. Like, it's not just physical talent. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to think about it. So I think that's what we're getting. Kind of nice to not have to game plan for him now this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, as we have had to so many times, you know, him playing in our division and then obviously last year and with the Vegas, uh, out in Vegas. Just a couple more for you here, Frank. You talked a little bit about Naheem Hines and wanting to get him more involved. As you kind of get this version of the 2022 offense, where do you see Naheem fitting in with uh, the rest of the playmakers in this offense? Yeah, we do. I mean, and I think Matt's the kind of quarterback who will, who will want to get him involved as well. You know, we don't want to force it. We don't have to force it, you know. Um, but it can be we're going to spread the ball around, but, you know, we can just make it a point to, um, you know, to continue to develop Naheem, you know, in every aspect that we can utilize him, you know, as a runner, um, you know, when we use him out there in the slot as a receiver some and do some of the different things we do. Um, some of the time he and Jonathan are on the field together, mm-hmm. that always seems to give teams a little bit of an issue. Um, so we'll continue to look at ways that we can utilize him and complement the other players on offense. With Michael Pittman Jr., how does his mentality, that physical, tough, you know, go up and get it mentality, how does that benefit Matt Ryan stepping in now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big deal because, you know, this game is so hard, right? You're always looking for, you know, you get the one-on-one, but when you get a quarterback like Matt Ryan who is that accurate, that even when Pitt's covered, he's not covered. You know, I, I, that I got confidence to throw it up to him. I see the little window where I can get it. Yeah, the defender's all over him, but hey, there's that little window right here. I can put the ball where I want. I have confidence that my guy can come down with it. Hey, thanks to head coach Frank Reich and J.J. Stankovic. Good stuff. Uh, 
finding out about what to expect out of Matt Ryan. I cannot wait for this guy to take the field at training camp and just say, hey, I'm telling you, it's different, Casey. When guys like that, and don't forget, he was endorsed by Peyton Manning down the road right. many, many times about what the great Peyton Manning thinks about him as a quarterback. All right, after this quick timeout, we're giving you the Forum Credit Union question of the week, and we're sticking with Matt Ryan about throwing for, listen to this, 60,000 career yards. We're also going to dive into the grab bag with a change to the overtime rules led by your Colts in the postseason. Also, the newest member of the Colts Hall of Fame, Tarek Glenn. I'm going to have a few words on that edition. This is the last word, 93.5-1075, the fan. We now return to the off-season home of the Colts. The last word from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. The Indianapolis Colts have teamed up with Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield to recognize school teachers, administrators, nurses, staff members who go above and beyond for their students, their schools, and their communities. Nominate your classroom quarterback today at Colts.com slash classroom quarterbacks. Forum Credit Union question of the week. Casey Vallier, I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is the last word. Casey, ready for this? Uh, We'll see. Yeah, you're not. You're not even close. Colts quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Colts quarterback Matt Ryan. That, that kind of rolls off the tongue. Colts quarterback Matt Ryan is just 265 passing yards shy of 60,000 for his career. Next season, it is safe to say he's going to become the eighth quarterback in NFL history to post 60,000 career passing yards. Who are the other seven quarterbacks? And watch this. I'm going to give you the oldest one first. So I need six, Casey. Dan Marino is in this club. Dan Marino is the oldest quarterback in this club. Everybody is in front of Dan Marino. So that's a big hint. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Brady Breeze Manning. There's one, two, and three. Um, I'm going to say former Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers. <laughs> that's four. Good call. You got the two Colts more. Could have, the Colts could have three quarterbacks on that list. That's pretty cool. How about that? Um, Brett Favre. Brett Favre is, Casey, you're on it. Go ahead, one more. Bring me one more, and I'll give you a hint. Recently retiree. I mean, I don't know if it's official or non-official, but recent retiree. Recent retiree. Who retired in the last? Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Ding dong. Okay. Ding dong. Oh, Big Ben. Big. Ben Roethlisberger. Big ben, ah, good hint. Right. I like that. That was good. Ben Roethlisberger is, I don't know, is he officially retired? Has he had that I, crying moment uh, outside I, of his locker? Has he had official <laughs> goodbye? I'm not playing football anymore. He did. did. He had it? that video with his kids and his wife that, that was said it. thank you to Pittsburgh. So I think he is officially retired. I mean, we saw Tom Brady have one and then he came back. So who knows if anybody's really retired these days anyway. <laughs> who knows? We don't know. <laughs> hey, visit the Forum Credit Union fan forum section of colts.com you can interact with other fans online post a topic participate in various discussions regarding your colts forum credit union helping members live their financial dreams let's get into the weekend and let's bust out the nfl grab bag it's time for the nfl grab bag an assorted look at what's going on in the nfl The NFL Grab Bag brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Let's get into this, Casey. Led by the Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles, they proposed a change to the overtime rules for the postseason that will allow both teams to have a possession, and it was approved. The NFL owner said, yes, we like that idea. It is now in stone. Of the last 12 overtime postseason games, 10 of the teams that won those games won 
won the coin toss. Now, we did see the Bengals this past postseason defeat the Chiefs in the 2021 playoffs after the Chiefs won the toss. But with the new overtime rule, Case, do you expect to see more teams defer and take the ball second? I would assume so. I think you're going to kind of have a little similar vibe to what you see in college football with kind of letting the first offense go out there and see what you have to do to beat them. But then in turn, I'll be interested to see if those teams, you know, let's say the team gets the football first. If they score, are they going to go for two just so that you know you got to score a two-point conversion in order to tie us if that happens? I'll be really – that's kind of where it's, it's going to get all, you know, very analytical and, and fun in that overtime period when it comes to the postseason for sure. The Chiefs and Bills overtime did that have anything to come into play with this rule Uh, i think absolutely i mean i think a lot of people would agree that was probably the best game of the entire season and postseason and maybe the best game of the last 10 years decade man i mean that that game was incredibly was i mean the, the fact that the bills scored within 13 seconds left on the on the board and the Chiefs came down to tie it and send it overtime was just incredible in that. And then you just knew whoever was going to get the football first was going to score. I mean, it was Absolutely. it was must-watch TV, that's for sure. That is for sure. Earlier in this show, we talked about Tarek Glenn joining the Ring of Honor members. Jim Irsay, he announced that at the owners' meeting earlier this week. He's going to be uh, the next player added to the Ring of Honor. And I'm not saying overdue, anything like that. Everyone will get their due. But this is a cornerstone, people. I mean, this is a guy that had respect, commanded respect in the locker room, was a leader, led by example, not a big rah-rah, I'm going to make a lot of speeches, guys. But when he had to, he got the locker room's ear. And I'm Talking about Tarek Glenn going up in the rafters forever. I could not be happier for one of the leaders of the Colts' run of success over the decade. Tarek Glenn protecting the blind side of Peyton Manning, going up in the ring of honor. Well done, big man. You're a great player and somebody that we don't take for granted because at that size, Casey, at that size of that man, and to do what he did, I'm not being funny. That's a ballerina in a big man's body, and what an athlete he was. You know, that's one of the things that when you look at, you know, you look at this franchise, you look at two things. You look at quarterback play and the play of the, their blind side, and that is one of the things that goes hand in hand. When you look at Tarek Glenn and then of recent bias, you know, Anthony Costanzo, those are two of the best left tackles of the last 50 years, and they've been, you know, playing and wearing the horseshoe only. So I'm very, very excited for Tarek. It's one of those things that growing up in Indianapolis during the Manning heyday, y- you didn't go anywhere without seeing Tarek Glenn because he was the reason that that offense, t- I mean, maybe not the sole reason, but he was one of the big reasons why that offense ticked. And I mean, it's very, very, you know, very happy for Tarek. And I mean, listening to that interview that you and you and Bill did with him, you know, a couple months ago, just fantastic. I'm so excited to see him back here in Indianapolis getting his due. Yeah, check it out on the Colts audio network at Colts.com. Don't forget, download the Colts app. Case, Bruce Arian says goodbye. Tom Brady comes back. Uh, Bruce Arian says, hey, it's time to walk away. I'll be succeeded by Todd Bowles. He talked about a succession plan. He talked about walking away from the game at the right time as a coach. He's now in the front office. I love B.A. He's had a couple of uh, stints here in Indianapolis. Jim Irsay's a big fan of Bruce Arians, and uh, it just feels right. I mean, it, it just feels about the right thing that he's saying, hey, I'm still going to have my hand in football down there in the front office, but I'm handing the whistle over to Todd Bowles down there. And I had a chance to talk to Clyde Christensen uh, earlier today, actually, about what this, you know, this move meant for the Buccaneers franchise. And I, quite frankly, I asked Clyde, hey, do you still have a job down there? I mean, you're, you got a new coach at head Todd Bowles. He doesn't want to run you out of there. He said, no, no. He said, hey, they were pretty confident that Brady was going to come back. They, uh, you know, they were reading the reports of things that Tom put out there on his social media pages uh, recently 
only after the loss in the playoffs, but they were confident and fingers crossed that he was going to come back. And sure enough, one day they had the final phone conversation, said, yeah, I think I'm ready to do it. So Clyde wasn't surprised that he come back. And Clyde's not surprised that Bruce is walking away, he said earlier. Um, no risk it, no biscuit. He said that's what he brought to the modern-day game of the NFL. No risk it, no biscuit. He had that sort of USFL swagger about him in the NFL, uh, meaning, hey, I'm going to let this thing rip. I don't care who my quarterback is. We're going to take you out over the top of your defense. I'm going to try and draw, throw the ball down the field. That's what he did. You saw with Ben Roethlisberger the success he's had, Andrew Luck included. The list goes on and on. Bruce Arians, that is a rare, unique type of a quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't say quarterback guru, but a guy that really has blossomed as far as young guys going and making the best out of their careers and making these guys Hall of Famers. Bruce Arians, I think, is a Hall of Fame coach. He's got his ring. He's got uh, his NFL Coach of the Year honors. Don't forget here in Indianapolis. I'm just saying standing O to Big B.A. Casey, that's a one in a, that's one of a kind type of a coach in the NFL, and you didn't have a chance to ever have a conversation with him. Jeez, oh, Pete, there was nobody like him. You're going to get dog cussed out even if you're sitting at a restaurant table with him if you did something wrong. That's exactly right. I mean, one of a t- one of a kind type of coach and one of a time one of a kind type of person. So you know, it's one of those things. We were glad to be able to call him, you know, a member of this Colts franchise. You know, for for a period of time. So definitely a tip of the cap to BA for sure. He talked about one. And I'll give one Bruce Aaron story that I got from somebody down the grapevine. He's head coach at Temple, the Temple like Catholic Society of Philadelphia says, "Hey, we want to come out and watch Temple football practice." So they take two buses out there. The priests, the nuns, and all the school kids. They line up. Up on the sidelines, they're watching Temple practice, and Bruce Arian starts dog cussing his players. You know, filth and foul and mother this and everything. Boom. The nuns swept the kids together, threw them back on the bus, didn't even make it a quarter's worth of practice because of, of, of the dog cussing that was going on. That's what you get with B.A. So, again, tip of the cap, and we, we're, we're losing a good one there, but at least he'll have his hands in football, Casey. Right. Agreed. That's the All biggest right, thing. At least he's still going to have his hands in. And I, I think for Todd Bowles, it's really good that he gets a second chance because I think he was you know, a really good coach. He just was in a bad situation in his first head coaching stint. So really looking forward to him getting his hands on you know, a pretty good roster there in Tampa Bay. Good dude down there, Bruce Arians. Well done, sir. You have a great career, and you folks have a great weekend. This is the last word on 93.5 and 107.5, the fan for Casey Vallier. Casey Vallier. I like this. I am Jeffrey Gorman. (laughs) This is the last (laughs) word, 93.5-1075, the fan. We do it every Friday. We're going to give you the latest Colts news. Don't forget, download the Colts app or go to Colts.com. Coming up here on 93.5-1075, you bet with Bet Rivers after this. We'll talk to you next week.